This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming at you with another week. Man, Whitetail season, what a grind it is, what a struggle it is, um, what a joy it is. Um, Sometimes you just have to embrace the suck, as they say. I know a lot of people have had great success this year, um, and a lot of people are struggling. Um, that's part of the game of whitetail hunting. And the one thing about it is uh, you cannot earn your success. You can do things to make your success better, um, but you cannot earn it. Um, a guy could hunt one day and kill bigger deer than you, um, and you could hunt 40, 50 days a year. Um, it's just part of hunting. Um, it's one of the few things in life that uh, the amount of work you put in does not equal the end result of what you get um, in a lot of cases. So this episode, I'm going to dive into that, um, dive into the finishing up of my rut, um, shotgun season, um, and what my plans look like for the rest of the year. And if you haven't tagged a buck or looking to tag your second buck, what you can do um to get back out there and get on another deer because it's a completely different game now now that most of the gun seasons are in and we're going to go over why it's a completely different game and how to kind of go about that and what you can do um to find those bucks and uh and just continue to uh to hunt because that's that's all you can do if if you're looking for another buck or looking for your first buck of the year you just got to continue to keep swinging um but getting to the people that make this possible starting off with exodus outdoor gear um, check out the vault, the renders in there, huge savings on that. Um, make sure and sign up for the email cause there's going to be some really good savings coming around real soon, um, this time of year. So make sure you're signed up for that excess outdoor gear email. Um, and also I've been getting so many messages about cell cameras, um, and they can't get a hold of anybody at customer service. Um, you have to understand like how busy this time of year is for, this is like the trail cam running mecca right now where everybody's trying to get every single piece of intel and what's working and everybody's got all their stuff out. And um, a lot of it 
it's just like the companies are overwhelmed and they just don't have the customer um, the customer service uh, availability to, to actually talk to a human. They're going to call you back, um, which they never do uh, half the time. But that's something you don't have to worry about, Exodus. You're going to get an email back. You're going to get a call back. And another thing that Exodus has done is even if you're not running one of their cameras, if you go to their YouTube and type in a problem that you're having with your camera, more than likely they're going to have a video covering it or covering like common problems with cameras, prob- uh, you know, common problems with cell cameras. So if you have an issue with the camera and you can't figure out why, um, go go to their YouTube and check it out and scroll through there, and there's probably something that will help you um, in, in a lot of cases. Next, you got Rec Broadheads. Um, you know, guys, I'm shooting a two-blade expandable. Um, there's not a better dude in the outdoor industry than Matt, um, just as a general human being and his dad. Just a couple guys chasing the dream, um, and they're having an incredible year killing some giant-ass bucks, too. Um, North Dakota's always been sweet to them, and uh, even old Alex got a buck down. I haven't uh, met, I haven't got to see Alex in a, in a couple years, um, so it'd be really cool to meet up with those guys. Um, just the kind of people, just like the born-again bow hunting guys, just the kind of people you want to hang around with, you know, just good, solid dudes. So if you're looking for a new broadhead, make sure and check out Wreck Broadheads. And the new guy on the block, First Form. Um, if you guys are looking for any products, you want to better your life, you want to better your fitness, you want to better your relationship, you want to better your health in general, your wellness, your mentality. Um, I don't care if you don't buy a damn thing. Just reach out to me, Instagram, Facebook, message, DM, email, whatever it is, man. I'm going to get back with you. We're going to talk about what you got going on and what you're looking for. Um, and that calls for the call out of the week. Like I mentioned last week, um, there's a lot of things that I want to do with this podcast and, uh, impacting people is top of the list, um, with hunting and with their personal lives. Um, so I'm doing a call out or a challenge of the week. And, uh, this is the, the challenge. So, um, it's Thanksgiving time, so everybody knows that it can be a very busy time when you're supposed to be, fitting, you know, spending time with your family. You got football games. You got, you know, you're going to see this relative. You're going to see that relative. Um, a lot, kind of a stressful time for a lot of families. Um, but what what the call out is, is I want you to spend 30 minutes one night with your kid. If you don't have kids, with your wife, with your girlfriend. No TV. No phone. No electronics at all. No radio. Nothing. I want you to play catch. I want you to play a board game. I want you to read him a book. I want you to talk to him about sports. Talk to him about school. Talk to him about friends. Uh, I want you to have a really meaningful 30 minutes with whoever's special in your life. You know, and if you have three kids, man, you gotta you gotta do an hour and a half. Um, and uh. I feel like this time the kids are out of school. They're at home. They could be a little wild. Um, but even a, if you have a conversation where if like a three-year-old isn't distracted, maybe you're doing you're playing sorry or something. You're having fun, but you're you're not distracted by you know YouTube or whatever's on TV, cartoons, whatever. Um, you can get a lot out of them. Um, it's really cool to have those conversations with your kids. And maybe you notice that your kid's uh, struggling with something or doing really well at something. This is your chance to talk to them one-on-one and uh, 
it's really cool if you do have multiple kids to get them away from their other siblings when you have this conversation. It can be hard. I try to do 20 minutes a night with each kid, um, excluding my 18-month-old because she don't really say much yet. <laughs> but uh, it's hard sometimes. But I do try to make an impact about asking them what they did today, what they did at school, uh, what they did at daycare for the, the youngest boy, and uh, just trying to make them know that I want to know about what they had going on. Um, so try this. And if you do try it and you want to reach out and let me know what they said or how it went, um, reach out to me. I'd love to hear it. Um, have some accountability with me. And that is the call out of the week. Well, that's the the end of that. Um, also, I have forgotten this one the past book a couple times. If you're looking for a thermal, um, check out Dark Knight Outdoors. And uh, I do have a code to save you some substantial money if you're looking to get uh, in the thermal game for coyotes. Um, whether you want a scope or a hand, a handheld scanner, thermal, um, reach out. I can hook you up with a really good code. I am going to start linking that code with every podcast release um, very shortly. Um, but for right now, um, DM me, Instagram me, Facebook message me, whatever you need to do, um, and you can get that code. But getting into, man, what what am I going to do? I didn't kill a buck. Like um, just the, the, the thousand questions that are in a lot of people's mind. And uh, at the beginning of the year, I put out that, beginning of the season, I put out that I was okay not killing a buck. And that this is the first year that I can honestly say that I'm okay with not ki- that I could say that I'm okay with not killing a buck. I was going to kill a buck of lesser size, um, a smaller buck than I would like to just to get a kill. Um, that's something that I said I was not going to do this year, and I passed some very solid deer. I passed a very very solid old deer in the middle of October on a scrape at 12 yards, perfectly broadside, no clue I was there. Could have shot him at 25, could have shot him at 35, hung around for a long time, got really cool video of him. Um, a couple other bucks that were just borderline edgers that just, I just wouldn't, in the past, I would have slugged for sure, you know. Um, but I just knew that I was looking for something more. And you never want to walk up on a buck and feel like it's not, it didn't get you jacked up and it's not what you're, you know, you're hoping for. Um, because you know, you took a life and that, it doesn't, that buck doesn't, you know, it's still, it's still an animal and that buck is, it isn't his fault. He's young or it isn't his fault. He doesn't have good genetics. Like there's just something about walking up on a deer and you're like, damn, this is not what I thought it was. You know, I'm not getting that feeling. And I've been there. I did it a couple years ago, man. I shot a buck in October and I was like, wow, like it's kind of a waste of, that thing that you search for all year, you know, that, that glory, that sense of achievement. Um, and, uh, I was just okay with not putting myself in that position. And if I pulled back on a, a, a buck, it was going to be one that I was going to be very happy with. Um, it's a lot of you guys know during my rotation, I did hit one in the shoulder and never recovered. Have got trail cam pictures of that buck still alive, still kicking out there. Doesn't look to be phased whatsoever, hitting scrapes and stuff. Um, can't even really see a spot on his shoulder very bad. Um, just maybe a real small one, but um, crazy what these animals are, can can do and and handle. 
Um, and I knew I got very minimal penetration directly on the shoulder bone. I could not have drew it up any worse. Um, but uh, when, you, when you're a bow hunter or a hunter in general, I feel like you only get a few opportunities a year um, if you don't have really, really good property, which in the past, guys, I do not want to lie to you. A lot of my kills have come off incredible pieces of ground. I had a few years ago, I had an absolute just top tier piece of dirt and it was 18 acres guys but it was just the most perfect whitetail 18 acres that you've ever hunted in your whole entire life for big bucks like if you did a set in november and didn't see a solid buck that was a bad set like if you didn't see a solid buck that was a piss poor set sometimes you'd see three four shooters random giants all the time like I shot 190-something. I can't remember exactly what he scored. 194 and some change um, official. And I lost a buck that was potentially bigger than that the year before that. Guys, that's how good this piece of ground was. Um, so, um, and I lost that buck. Never That buck never came out in daylight until this coming weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, guys. This is a magical time. This is an absolute magical time where people are hanging it up they're watching football. They're not hunting, but man, it's a magical time for big bucks. We're going to get into that a little later. Um, but man, I have had the ground before and there is something to say about the, a guy is going out there and maybe you have literally all the skills you have, you have the knowledge and you're killing bucks and you're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling. You get on a good piece of ground and you're going to be blown away how easy it is to kill these bucks. Like, it, it is night and day difference from a subpar piece of dirt to a good piece of whitetail dirt. Like, it's it's not even in the same ballpark of hunting. Um, so that's something that you've never um, experienced. Hopefully one day you can. Um but when I first experienced it, I was absolutely blown away by the the ease of big bucks doing what everybody says that they should do, like what everybody talks about on podcasts, what everybody just strategically said, oh, cold front, going to be big bucks moving, like, oh, it's the rut, there's going to be big bucks cruising midday, um, you're going to see hella chasing, you know, you're going to see does, you know, just different doe bedding groups and understand that, you know, dynamic, um, which for a lot of guys, you know, maybe you're hunting, uh, you know, a state that has got really high pressure or you're hunting somewhere that is just subpar hunting. You got a lot of other hunters on there. You're hunting public. You're not going to experience that, um, that like you would on a really good piece of private. So that was a lot of my battle this year. Um, just like I said, I, did, I had just have a couple bucks um, that I felt like I would shoot that deer, I would be happy. Um, and it's not about the, you know, it's not about the deer. Like I said, it's it's my personal choice of how I want to hunt. Um, over the last eight years, I've killed a buck and up to three bucks every single year for eight years. So um, there comes a point in time where my kids asked me why I pass stuff and you start hunting for different reasons. And if you're in that mindset, you understand why 
And if you're not there yet, it's very hard to understand why you pass a solid deer when you feel like the opportunity's so slim, which it is. Like I said, I have I only had a few encounters with, you know, what I would call four and a half year old or older solid bucks this year. Um, but I had a lot of stuff go wrong or not wrong. Stuff shit changes, you know, while you're during the season. Um, a property sold to the neighbors. There's a bunch of people on there walking it, checking it out. The south, the property south of that's logging. Um, the people south on the other side of it are starting to hunt very much closer to the ag that I have when they hadn't done that in the past. Some new people got permission on private land um, that didn't have permission on it before that made it very bad. Um, the other property, no shooter bucks. No shooter bucks all year. Not on cam. Not one that I would be super jacked to hunt. Hunted it multiple times in the rut. Bucks never showed. I probably had 15 bucks that were shooters or potential shooters from last year that never showed. Absolutely never showed. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that that I'm figuring out, you know, talking to people around the area of why they're not there. Um, and it's just it's just not good stuff, man. There's some people out there doing some pretty radical stuff. Um, and I wish I knew exactly who was doing it because I would, I would be able to know, but people shooting too many bucks, um, a year, um, people doing stuff they're not supposed to do. Let's just keep it at that. Um, and, uh, it's definitely not what I want to be a part of. Um, I got the people to the North. They moved the blind in real close on the property line. They're shooting across the fence. They have permission. Um, but where my blind is, is just, uh, I went out there with my boy, you know, and he's he he shot a deer high and didn't recover with a crossbow. Um, but with a gun, we haven't had anything real close. You know, 50 to 70 yards is, I mean, that's where he feels comfortable. I don't want to push him. So that's where he's comfortable. We're looking over a 160-acre field where last year I would see 30 does. This year, zero. Shotgun season, see zero deer out there um not even a spike buck out in daylight on that field just mind-blowing but that's what pressure and poor practices um can do to a property um and it doesn't take long it does not take long for for that to happen um but still blessed to have the opportunity to hunt that piece but it isn't what it was and i don't know if it will ever be what it is with what is going on there so, what do you do? You can you can whine and pout and, you know, whatever. Or you can just keep hunting it and see what happens. Or you can try to find something new. Um, so, that's what I did. I've been doing since rotation is just trying to pick up some new pieces, which during the season is incredibly hard to do. Um, I'm also kind of a no, no one really knows my name around here because I have zero family. Um, so... I don't have like, oh, yeah, I know your grandpa or, oh, yeah, I know your dad or I know your uncle or I don't have that. I have I have no one. I have my wife's family, which is absolutely incredible. It's super blessing that I have them. That's that's it. That's all I have. I have nobody else in my side of the family that even remotely talks to me. Um, so I don't have that relationship where I can kind of talk to farmers. Didn't grow up in the area. Didn't go to high school in the area. Um work for the railroad, don't work for anybody like kind of local, you know, where I could get an in there. So it's always been a struggle. Um, but that's why I went public and I know I'm going to get the lashing for this. Um, 
but I pulled off public to hunt this private ground because it was very, very good. And I should have not pulled off public. I should have stayed out there, did the grind thing, and figured it out, um, and not put the eggs in a basket of private private land. Which, um, it man, it's just it was, it was they were just they were deer were just there doing big buck stuff. Um, it was this classic good property, not giant bucks, but solid bucks. I'd be happy to shoot for sure, and uh, just doing big buck things that made them killable. But then you have all this added stuff going on during the year um, and the buck's not returning um, that made it like, well, what do you do? They're not there. And, you know, and you run cams and you're like, well, I'm not going to base everything off a cam because it's missing stuff. But then you hunt it five times. Okay. I didn't really see hardly any deer. Then you hunt it another five. And you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not even seeing does. Like I'm seeing zero deer. I'm not even seeing small bucks. I'm seeing nothing. Um, then you hunted another two, three times and you're like, okay, then you start pulling some, you know, regular SD cards out there and you realize that some of them don't have pictures for the last two and a half weeks when people, you know, got permission to access the ground. Um, and you, you don't know if it's that or the people to the South hunting harder. You, you, there's no really rhyme or reason of why the bucks left like they did right there in middle of October, other than. They just rut somewhere else, and when they rolled out, literally everything rolled out. Um, but that's part of it, you know. I, I you got to live and learn. So, plan right now is to go to the urban piece, and there is some absolute giant bucks there. I do have some bucks there. Um, very limited ed- edge properties to hunt them, but I'm going to pull assets and move there and focus on them late season. Um, see how my late season food plot does. I killed off it last year on, on my my one small private piece. Um, had an opportunity to kill off of it the year before that, so it's been very successful. Um, but I'm still not going to shoot a buck that I'm not happy with. I'm not going to pull the trigger on a deer that I'm not just like, yeah, Nick, that's the one, you know. And there's a there's a couple that are still around that I I you know I'd like to like to kill. Mitch, he's still around. Um, the buck I hit with the show in the shoulders, he's still around. Arlie, um, he's named after the uh, the major off of uh, Full Metal Jacket. Um, he is a potential edger. Like, man, he's he's cool. He's got a, some weird shit going on. But I don't know if it's going to be a for sure deal until I see the deer. Um, and there's some random giants that showed up, but that's literally about it. Um, Chunky, the buck guy called Chunky. He was there pretty consistently. Should have hunted him hard in October, but uh, I just waited. Um, I took the advice of some people to wait until, you know, it got good and then the deer was gone, Um, as well as a lot of other bucks. I did pass some really good three-year-old deer on that piece early, though. Um, That will be giants um, if they make it. So there's always that upside. I'm still going to maintain access to this piece. I'm still going to run cams you know, to see if the bucks show up late, but I'm going to pull a lot of my assets and not kind of weigh on that. I am going to go back to public as well. Um, go back to where I know these bucks go, um, during this time of year from hunting in the past and just see if my hunts are better. I'm not, you know, a lot of times a guy, you don't have to see a shooter buck every time you go out, but you want to see some deer, you know, you want to have a good, good sit. You want to, be in some action um you don't want to just go sit after sit after sit and see nothing and wonder what in the hell happened from this year to last year 
when you pressured it less than you did last last year. Um, but there's just so many factors that you can't control when, when whitetail hunting. And that's why I said at the beginning of this, there's nothing you, – you can put so much work into this. You can work harder than literally anybody else in the whole entire you know country hunting whitetail deer, which I know I did not. There's guys out there that are grinding way harder than me. Um, but you could not kill. And then, then there's like there's literally nothing – you know, you could miss a deer. You could make – you know, not get the opportunity, can't get a shot. And like I said, for a normal whitetail hunter that doesn't have the land or the ability – to get the land, a couple encounters a year is all you're going to get. And you have to capitalize on those. And I had my chance. I, I hit the buck in the shoulder. Last year, I had my chance. I hit I hit a limb. Um, just having a bad stroke of luck. Um, but m- mentally, I don't think I've ever been like more solid about what I'm doing with my personal life and my hunting Um I'm just okay with it. You know, I'm okay with the amount of effort that I gave during the recreation. I hunted my ass off, guys. I I hunted a shit little hours, set a long-ass time, and seen good action and had seen bad action, you know. And I was all over the does on some properties. But if you're not – if the bucks – if there's no shooter bucks there, if there's no bucks that would make you happy, you're literally praying for a random buck to come from somewhere and just happen to run into you. And that's what you're looking for. And that's what I was looking for. That's what I kept telling people is, you know, I'm just looking for a random giant. That's all I'm doing. I'm out there, I'm hunting, and I'm just praying for a random giant because there's nothing that's been on this property all year that would make me want to hunt it. But there's so many does here, but I'm going to just keep going in because my other stuff is not good. Um, And I tried, I rolled the dice on that. You know, I just straight rolled the dice. But, you know, getting into enough about me and my struggles of whitetail hunting, but if you're out there struggling too, hopefully you can relate. Um, but you can't whine and pout. You gotta, you can talk about what happened and why you think it happened, but you can't just wash your season because of it. I can't just say, Oh, neighbor pressure, you know, ruined hunting. Now I'm done. I'm not even going to try this year. You got to keep going. You have to, you cannot let that deny you, of what you're trying to achieve this year. You have to keep going. You can't you can't just wash it up for a lost season and move on cuz you don't you don't next season isn't guaranteed. You have to try to make the best of what you have right now. Um so, moving on from that. If you haven't killed a buck or you have and you're looking to kill that second buck, this week right here, guys, this coming week, this weekend, a lot of people have extra time off work. I know you're doing family stuff, but sometimes you can sneak out in the morning. You can sneak out in the evening. You can sneak out midday. I don't care. This absolute is, in my opinion, the best time of the year to kill the absolute giant. The 190, the 180, the booner they got on cam. Like This week, this time frame, there's a lot of does that are bred already. And those big bucks know that. And they are going to be moving and grooving out there. And this time of year, it seems like there's always a cold front. It's always cold. It snows. It gets a real big front from the north comes in. And um, it's just something about the time of the year that has an impact on the weather. I don't know what it is. Um, but that's the same thing that's happened this year. There's a big cold front coming in. And the bucks are going to be moving, guys. It's, they're just... They know that they're at towards this tail end of the rut. Um, 
you know, there's some does that get bred in December and you see some redding activity all the way there, but, um, you just have to go about it different. Um, you got to think most gun seasons have been in. So if you, you know, you got to think about how many bucks were shot. I mean, how many shooter deer in your area were killed, you know, the last week or last weekend or whatever it was the weekend before that your gun season open. Um, it's a shitload, guys. There's a t- so many deer that die that first week in of gun or first week. It, it's mind blowing that any deer survives when you go out there. You're listening to the shots. You see the amount of hunters. You see the amount of dead deer at the lockers and your stuff. You're like, how in the hell did any deer survive this weekend? But they do because they're absolute, you know, miraculous creatures out there, and they understand how to survive. Um, but they're gonna make a mistake and. The pressure is probably going to be the lowest that it's been all in November this weekend. Um, you're going to go to that public or go, you know, maybe you're hunting other places with private. Maybe the neighbors are hunting hard. They're not going to be out. It's going to be cold. Football is going to be going. They're going to be eating. They're going to be a lot of people drink real heavy during this time of the holidays. They're going to be out drinking. They're going to be, you know, traveling to different states to visit family. Um, they're going to be, in, you know, doing the 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 family thing for for the week the weekend like they're not going to be hunting very few people are going to be hunting um and you go to the public and you will see it the parking lots will be more empty um and the deer will be moving more and the big giant bucks will be moving um i i don't know how many times in a pinch i get a picture or an encounter of an absolute giant that's on a yearling doe or on a doe um just you never seen him in daylight, never had a picture of him in daylight. And then this week he is out there just strutting, not a care in the world. Cause the only thing he's thinking about is that dough, that last couple of does he's going to get for the year. So don't miss this week. Um, I've had deer at 1 PM, giant deer at 1 PM cruising pinches this time of the year, this week when everybody thinks it's over. Cause gun pressures, you know, the deer ain't coming out in the daylight. You know, are you going to see them on the food sources? <laughs> Probably not if you got high pressure. You get in those pinch points in the timber, those little hidden Idaho places where they might push a doe, this is the money. This is the absolute money of the big giant buck time frame to kill right now. Um, so do not miss that. Going on from here, stuff really changes, man. You get that, you get that gun coming back in again. More bucks die. The rut kind of dwindles down. The bucks aren't moving very much. They're real tired, trying to recoup. And uh, then it goes back to just like you're hunting them in October. you got to get tied to the bedding or get tied to the food on a cold front. Um, but this week, you still have some hope. I'm going to be hunting. i got to work a shitload. Uh, I mean, I've been working so much since I got back from vacation. It's been insane at work. But that's how it is. You go on vacation, you get behind, and you come back, and you got to play catch-up and uh, – and get get shit done and uh get back in the groove of real life instead of hunting every day um but don't get down like i said if you're having a bad year don't pout don't get down get out there and hunt people say it all the time and it's so cliche and so yeah i hate hearing it sometimes but they're like oh it only takes a minute only takes one minute and your season's completely changed you know you could be out there hunting and a buck you've never even seen or a buck you got one trail cam picture of that you thought you would never have a chance in your whole entire life could cruise right through the pinch that you're setting in. And you could kill that buck in your whole entire season. 
every struggle that you had before that will be forgotten. It will be completely forgotten, and you'll be like, wow, I did it. I, I killed an absolute giant. Um, so get out there and hunt. Don't not give up, man. Just to wrap this up, I appreciate all the messages I got this year. Um, to, you know, the motivation messages about, you know, my recreation episodes telling me to keep going, keep, you know, shot, shot, shot a deer in the shoulder. And I got a lot of messages about that. Um, all positive, a lot of positivity out there. And I appreciate that guys. Um, I've been getting some critique messages, um, about the show, about my hunting style, um, about my honesty, um, which is fine too. Everybody has their ability to have an opinion, um, but you're not going to change what I do or my opinion or how I hunt or the way I'm honest about things um, without, you know, if you have a good point, I'll listen to you, but you're not going to change who I am. I've been like this for too long. If you listen to the show... I try to be as the you know the best human I can be, work on myself and improve others. That's my goal in life, you know, and um hopefully I have an impact with this show. Um hopefully I've impacted you not only as and hunting but as a person, a father, a husband, whatever I can do. Like always, don't be afraid to reach out to me, guys. I'm here for you. Um it's okay to freaking reach out and chat with me. I have multiple people do it. Don't feel timid, don't feel afraid about it. I'd love to chat with you. I love I love when people message me um, and just say, hey, I've been listening a long time and I got this question or I'm struggling with this. Like, let's talk about it. Dude. I'm probably struggling with the same shit, too. You know, and um, like you get on, you listen to a lot of these podcasts. People get on there and they boust about how good they are at shit. And I've had a good run with bucks. Don't get me wrong. I've killed some nice bucks. I've had good luck out there, done some right things, done a shitload of wrong things. But the only way to get better is to grind for me that's literally it um it just just keep going that's the only way that i kill guys like there's not it's not rocket science for me it's get in the area where the bucks are and freaking hunt that's it um and that's how i'm gonna go the rest of the season um hopefully you see a picture of me with a giant but maybe you won't but at the end of the year it is what it is baby i'm not gonna let it get me down um but Love you guys. Appreciate you tuning all the way to the end. Like always, try to do the right thing this week. Do the freaking challenge, the call-out challenge from the beginning of the show. Let me know how it goes. Impact someone's life. Try to leave a legacy. White to Legacy is out.